Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check uh, one, two. Yo. <laughs> Welcome to, this is technically episode four of, uh, what is this podcast called? A podcast with no budget. And I'm happy to be here. We got my man Danny off camera handling the cameras. We got your boy Ominihu here in the flesh. We have Mate. Young Maid all the way from Shy City. And then we have our second guest, my boy, one of my best friends. Met him in midway in college through one another best friend of mine who mistakenly went to Texas A&M with this guy. Um, and uh, yeah, since, since the moment we met, we've been, we've been uh, kin and uh, gone on different paths and different coasts, different coasts, different places. But at the end of the day, the source is the same. My boy, Sam Hamad what in up? the building. What up? What up? I was worried about the no budget for a second, but <laughs> things things are working. <laughs> how's everything? How's LA treating you? You came from New York. You've been in New York for how long? Uh, almost six years. Sheesh. And I haven't been here since. What What do we refer to as uh, the the quarantine year? That's Bruh. appropriate, <laughs> but I haven't been here since before that year. We do need a name for that. That's like because I don't like saying COVID. Like, yeah, it's too. It's it's just like I was talking to somebody like this week about it. It's kind of like Marvel with the Spider Man movie, how they just said, "Yo, like people came back," mm-hmm. and then everyone who didn't get like wiped away mm-hmm. is five years older, mm-hmm. and then everyone who got wiped away is just five like five years younger. And it's kind of like, oh, everyone just popped back into each other's lives two years older. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's crazy. The craziest part was like if you hadn't seen somebody for an extended amount of time before COVID hit or the great quarantine or whatever we're going to call it. (laughs) I feel like in history, but it's going to be like the great quarantine. Uh, But yeah, no, like when you're just like, when's the last time we seen each other? You'd be like, damn, like it's been two years now it's been three years now like i remember being like yo like it's been like two three years since i'd seen my mom and i was like no no that's crazy not three i think it was closer to two but it was just like whoa three years like you have beef no (laughs) like for real like who are you after three years it's like a valid question you know a lot that's a lot of room for growth yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like i feel like that year was a lot of facetime because i don't feel like we didn't connect. Mm. And I felt like I was FaceTiming more with people that I had to travel to see. Mm-hmm. So the year was good for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when you're with somebody, you're like, oh, I couldn't pick up on how you're actually doing over the FaceTime. You know, it's, it's not the you same. You know, that's the thing. Like, you forget people's stature. Right. Like, when you haven't seen them in a while, you're like, damn, nigga, you 6'4? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I don't remember this. Um, and then obviously you see people who gained weight, lost weight. So I was going to ask, what's one thing that you wish you learned how to do that you had the time and you were put in the predicament to learn during the the great quarantine? I wish all my my uh, my bets would have made money <laughs> in the stock market because like because <laughs> there was a whole group of people who did it for the first time. And like when you're doing it for the thrill, it's not a good learning environment. No, nah, it's not because it's not it's it, not a real reflection of what's really how happening. it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like everybody during that time was learning with blood. Like it was a very permanent like Highs learning. And lows. Everybody had free time and free money. <laughs> everybody was walking around with that Biden bag. Yep. You know? And I learned fundamentals that I didn't know before. Mm. But then the more you learn, you actually learn you know nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's kind of intimidating because you're like, well, learning this comes with a cost. And yeah. it's it's hard to, to go further. And yeah. that's that's everything. You like you start something and you're like super overconfident about how you're about to like take this thing that you're learning by storm. Right. And then you get to a point where the the teacher, the instructor, the book tells you, like, yeah, all the stuff you just found out. 
about is just the tip of the iceberg, and that's when depression hits. <laughs> you're like, oh shit! Like when you're talking about investing, it's like, oh, like everyone thought they were going to be a day trader until they found out. Wait, I have to put like two thousand dollars down for mm-hmm. a cash account. Mm-hmm. You're like, god damn it, man! Nobody saw the real residual. That's why everybody was like, Robin Hood is Robin Hood for many different reasons. But it was just like. Yo, you're not supposed to just be flipping shit this often. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to see the long term of it. Most people would have made more money just by relaxing, buying it, and letting it letting go. Letting it go. Yeah. Let it sit there. No, we 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 had a, a group chat named <laughs> after stocks, and oh, yeah. everyone had a very different philosophy about it. And it was funny to be with your friends and be like, "Oh, I just made two grand," and then your other friend is like, "I'm not touching that." Right. And it's kind of like a, a, it's a, it's a choice. Yeah. But you also want your friends to win, so you're advocating for things that like you think could make everyone money. Like I was pushing the same <laughs> things, and I was like, no, nah, like y- y'all are gonna be mad. Yeah. And then you lose, and you're like, I'm glad I wasn't responsible for anyone else losing on that. Right. It's a, it's a weird. And and the thing is, we fall in love with things that don't know us. Like we're like rooting for. We're rooting for like stocks or crypto or whatever, or even celebrities like racehorses. You don't know the, you don't know why this thing is faster than the other. You don't know why it's really growing unless you are actually investing time into learning how to count trend lines. And um, nobody was doing that. <laughs> nobody was doing that. I wish the one thing that we would have learned was just like how we could really send shit up if we're on or if we're on the same page. That was the one thing where it's just like, man, like. We're seeing this thing happen right in front of us. We're seeing fucking, I don't know the logistics of GameStop or AMC, but like, it's like at the end of the day, we were inflating that. Like it was pitched to us to be appealing, but then we were the ones that showed up in numbers like, nah, we finna do this. And we saw shit go through the roof. Facts. Yep. And uh, I feel like coming out of it, you know, we're looking at how much money we made, how much we didn't make or like us missing out or if we got it. But we didn't realize, like, yo, like, the power of everybody figuring out, like, yo, like, each one counts and it could send shit up. Like, we should be moving completely different right now in the in the open world. Yeah, you know? but the thing is, just like The Matrix, just like Paid in Full, just like Selena in the movie, you don't know who's working against you. So, like, every time someone makes a post, like, oh, this is going to the moon, you don't know if that's Agent Smith or not. Nah, you don't. And I'm not even saying like whether it's a good or a bad thing. I'm mm. saying like the power of the power of numbers and how it all starts with just mm. us, right. you know, right. at the end of the day. Yeah. So I, it was definitely making me think like how um, like even during the, the great COVID <laughs> Year, it's you can't like, say the great COVID because there ain't nothing great about but, COVID. Wait, what were you saying? What Even it? though nothing's great about depression either. So, you know, Jeez. I guess. Oh, uh, the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And now, like, uh, 20, uh, 2007 is called the Great Recession. Wow. Damn, I, yeah. Let's just keep it, you know, let's just keep keep the uh, theme. The, the Great, great, the great co- Quarantine. The Great Quarantine. And it's like, bro, we, we realized how uh, active people could get whenever you threw something at them, whether it was the protest, whether it's somebody that they wanted to cancel. Straight up like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, bro. Like we (laughs) learned how active people can get like just, all right, we ready? Bet. No work. All right, we there. My thumbs are going or I'm blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how do you, then take that energy and just apply it to your own life. Going back to that first question, you're like, damn, with all that time that's passed, I still can't play the guitar. <laughs> and I was, and for me, it was like, I started the Fender. I started the, the Fender free course. And I was like, yo, we all know about it. When you first get that guitar. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then right when those calluses hit, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But you tried it. I tried it. You know? Like, I feel like part of doing something is not always completing it, but finding out, like, if that is really, really what you want to do. And it comes through the negative repercussions of things like, oh, you get that callus. It's like, ah, do I really want to do this again? Do I want to recover from that? Do I want my hands to be like this forever? Bruh. You know, it's a it's a decision. But, you know, that's how it goes. So, At Sam, least. now that we're here, and we were supposed to shoot this last week and then... 
My answer was haircut. By the way. I wanted to learn how to cut my hair. <laughs> it wasn't as good as yourself. Yes, I wanted to learn how, how to at least taper and line up. And I've been trying to talk him out of it because everybody who tries to give themselves a, a lineup, I've never seen it work. No, nah, actually, I have. I'm not gonna really? lie. I went to high school with this kid, man, and he always had the freshie because he knew how to cut his own hair, and that shit was always yeah, that uh, sharp, bro. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and we I, had to go to the barber, and he was every day with it. And I bet he is a barber today. He could be. He could be. I knew two people who did it, actually. When I go back to Chicago, my homie cuts my hair. That's, a, that that's, nice a, that's a YouTube skill. Like, that's a that's you something can, that with a, enough videos. See, that's what I started. I started watching videos and just figuring out what exactly was happening. Because mm. it's like, you go to the barber all those times, you don't think about what the fuck they doing. Because you can't you know? see it. Mm. You don't know when they're doing the fade. You don't really know the nuance, but bro, all they doing on the taper is just switching, <laughs> switching guards, bro. That's it. You just bro. switching guards. You know what I mean? And going in a certain order, just leveling it down. Mate, like, you gotta get the. Uh, we we might have bought one of these at my apartment, or I thought about it. Oh, the the mirror, the three mirror. Yeah, I bought yeah, it. I, I, yep. Definitely you need can see that all around your head. Yeah, you know what I mean. I got one in the bathroom actually that does that, but I need the I need the back angle. So this mean? is what I'm describing. This is what we're describing with the confidence, the beginner confidence, where you just think you're just gonna give yourself a freshie. I have fucked up my own hair before. <laughs> if that's what you if that's what you're implying, to. I have done it. Like I I thought I was just going like you know use some regular clippers and just go over my shit when I first moved back to Chicago, and. uh that shit didn't work. <laughs> you know what I mean? With all due respect, I looked like a white person with black skin. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> but you know, I got I had hats. You just and the quarantine, I had all that time. Everybody was looking fucked up in quarantine, bro. I had all that time to mess myself yeah. up. But now I, I gotta I go to work. Was my whole head in See? quarantine. Yeah. It was it was more like You what you didn't really go through the quarantine if, if you, you didn't, didn't come out with hair. Or yeah. if you ain't come out with dreads. So you yeah. escaped. See, you came out with new dreads. Yes, you only had dreads on the top. Yeah, you yeah. came out with dreads on the yeah, side. And I remember when I came to see you too, and I was just like, oh, like you going for it. Because I looked around, I was like, yo, I'm not going to trek to Miz City, pay this man $40, wear a mask for a, a, a hairline, an edge up that no one cares about right now. Like, That's no one fact. cares. And I, at the time, I was in a relationship. She didn't care. Like, <laughs> that's the only reason why I'm getting a haircut. Like, that type of maintenance is for y'all. Like, that's a, but there is nothing like it's like a psychology, bro. Like, literally, you get your haircut, mm. everything just yep. feels better. Yeah, your face. You, you give off, you give off a radiance. Your face is like, damn. It's like you know what I just started doing. It's like what I was telling y'all about the other day. Just conditioning my hair every day, mm. conditioning wash. That's it. But no, no shampoo. Just condition wash. Yeah. Every morning, and I do that, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I feel like I could think way better. <laughs> Way better. It's the chemicals, and talking. it's like I don't be doing nothing. I go to the gym, I come back, you know what I mean, and then I put a hat on. But it's just like it's the way that you, you feel. It's like a, it's like you're able to like you know circulate better or something. I don't know what it is. No, I I get it. Like the like, bro, I've never had a pedicure. So the moment when I get a pedicure, I know I'm gonna be like, Have you had a manicure? No. Do you manicure mm. yourself? No, I just don't bite my nails. For those who can't see you, you actually look like you've you have shiny nails. You have a manicure <laughs> right now, dog. So like I don't know if it's like your dietary, you know, hey, all that or whatever. Yeah, you know I mean, all that exactly. I don't know the science yeah, behind I, it, but it, you know, yeah. You know, as a kid, I watched like I was like watching like E or like one of those shows about celebrities, and it was like, Oh, Britney Spears puts uh, hot sauce uh, nail polish on so she doesn't bite her nails. And for me as a kid, that that seed was enough for me to be like, okay, I'm too old for this. Mm. It's so funny you mentioned that because I remember the first time I had noticed like watching a TV show that somebody knew that someone had a nail biting habit. They could see it from their hands. It made me not want to bite my nails. No. So more, I was just like, nah, I'm good. Even though I still did it. But I tried to make sure I didn't get caught. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's the shame that matters. Exactly, it's the shame that heals. 
Facts. Uh, I, I still buy my nails. You still buy your nails. <laughs> yeah, like uh, let me, yeah. Let me go like this, bro. I mean, they. I bought them. You're not, good though. No, I bought them well. See, skill. Like, Some people just I'm be not, jagged. You just yeah. gonna leave it like they need to be fired. You know what I mean? Like, nah. Like, you gotta make sure, like, you make proper contact, right? To be able to get your shit. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta pretend like you the nail clipper. Some people yeah. just pretend like they scissors, and that's what the problem. And is. You, know, you know what I mean? Like you have to get older to realize you can't use a toenail clipper on your fingernails. Boy, I had to. You <laughs> just said some shit, bro. <laughs> you just said some shit with that. I got nothing to say. That's bro, a fact. Like it, it's the key difference. That's how you know you're. That's how you know you're grown from being immature. Those small, the small details. Um, but anyways, over time, them nails become very different. Facts. But yes, my, my, let's get let's. Yes. My boy Sam. Yes, I make fun of him all the time in the group text because I'm like, when you come into LA, New York sucks. New York's cold. New York has rats. Obviously, LA has its. You're not allowed in New York anymore. Right? <laughs> we're gonna right, exactly. hey, we're gonna get them banned on this. Hey, exactly. <laughs> they can come see me. <laughs> Niggas throw chopped cheese out the window. Oh Bro, Chris, Chris is Chris is the type of dude, like, he'll see a clip and he sends it like it's the only place in the world the clip oh, yeah. happens. Yep. <laughs> like, like, he sources New York clips. And I have to remind him the clips that come out of L.A. Because I'm like, wait, you're just sending me crazy behavior. Right. Like, that's not a New York symptom. Nah, that's... But when you see someone in the subway, it makes everything wilder. Mm-hmm. Than if they just did it outside or something. So yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Our subways out here are way crazier than in New York. Yeah, this is like the craziest public transportation that I've witnessed <laughs> anywhere. You know, out of Chicago, New hey, York, Sam, anywhere, I'm, London. I'm gonna let anywhere. you embellish this story. You got it. You got it. No, we 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 were going out and we took the bus. Which here? Yeah. Which, Dub. Which already to me, <laughs> like meant to like. When I go out, I, I'm like, I got to get where I'm going with no interruptions. Right. Because it's you don't want the going out. <laughs> no, that's not happening here. You don't want the going out part to already be eventful. Right. Because it's like, nah, like I'm just trying to go have a good time to preserve your energy. So, yeah, on the bus, two women were getting into it because one of the women kept <laughs> claiming everyone was Lucifer. Like she was like, you know, yelling Lucifer at everyone she saw. And the woman didn't appreciate the devilish implication right and i was like yo let's just get an uber <laughs> and chris was like nah nah nah, nah that's I, not happening with nah. chris so so okay we 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 got on the bus and then we had to take a connecting bus and then as we're you walking took a connecting bus it was quick it was quick it was the only time i've ever taken a connecting bus has been with chris and this is why i the hate I, this is why i hate niggas from new york they act like they don't take three trains to get to the airport but I, that shit is better that shit is way better what it'd be running on time Bruh. it ain't no traffic so well, i mean there it'll stop you know that's the thing but you know it's more efficient so here. this is so we, we we get off the bus and then we're going we just go around the corner to go to the other bus state bus stop and that was the moment if sam really 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 wanted us to lift and uber the rest of the way i, I wasn't tripping but i was like yo in the meantime we're walking to the stop a woman with a walker slash wheelchair or whatever comes up to us like black woman um, and she comes up to us and like, yo, like, uh, I need y'all have money for my insulin. And I never carried cash. So I'm always like, God bless. But Danny had cash on him and he gave her like $3. And she's like, oh, God bless y'all. I was like, okay, cool, cool. We're chilling. It was cool. The lady from the bus came out and was like, Lucifer. <laughs> no. Yeah. So like we're fa back to the street. We're like facing, we're just facing the sidewalk. And like the lady walks, the lady with the wheelchair walks off, like down just like several paces down to a sign. And then just from my, my right peripheral, a woman with super straight teeth, dirty as hell, but she was dirty. Her stomach was out. Like she had like a, she had like her butt, it was weird. She had like a tank top on, just screaming Lucifer. And then calling the woman Lucifer. No, she was just doing it out loud. And we're just looking at each other, and Sam starts to lose his shit. He's like, "Bruh, like I'm but not." You know when yeah. you when you when you feel 
this is the beginning of something more. <laughs> nah, <laughs> like you're like, no, 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 no. This is like, this isn't a one off. Yeah. Like this is about to it's be about that. To, yeah, it's the about whole to, ride. Yeah, it's about you to know? just spiral that. That and you're gonna be attracting that energy the whole time. And, and Me personally, it's just like I'm trying to figure out how I would have made fun of that person. And if you got everything wrong and one good thing right, I gotta, t- <laughs> I gotta, I gotta fire you up for the one good. Bro, thing. like she has <laughs> like your teeth too straight. <laughs> <laughs> she had the straightest teeth. <laughs> To be on that type of time. It wasn't who you would have expect to take it there. Facts. Right. Like, yeah. I've seen some ghouls and demons out here. And, like, she was, like, a half ghoul. Like, it yeah. didn't make sense. But so we, so, so we get on the bus. And, of course, the exchange continues. It doesn't end on the bus. Y'all got on the same bus? Like, oh, yeah. The, <laughs> oh the only bus. Yeah. So we get on the bus. And, like, as the exchange continues... I, I'm like, Chris, let's just get off and take an Uber. And he's like, we're already on the bus. Like, we're only a few stops away. <laughs> you dick. So, you dick. And, and at this point, and even I've just met Danny, who's filming, and I don't, Danny doesn't know me, like, yet. So he's like, Sam, like, I didn't know you were like that. And I was like, like what? <laughs> I was like, I just want to take a lift. Right. Like, I, I, I can take the privilege of a lift. It's not that big of a he deal. He looked like he wanted to wash his clothes, like, hand wash them. Yes, Because it wasn't, it, it's not that I'm above it. It's just that, like, I didn't have to be there. Yeah. You know? Bro, it's, it's so different. I didn't believe like I, when I first came out here, I lived with a friend, and they were telling me how dirty Los Angeles was, and I was like, "Oh, no problem." Like I came out here from New York, mm. and uh, you don't realize, with respect, how much human waste there is out here. That's the most gross part. It'd be like, not like, oh, there's just trash here. Like in New York, is there's trash everywhere, mm. but it don't be like human waste no you and that's know hollywood like, though i've smelled i've smelled more more bodily fluid in la bro, than new york it's and, crazy bro sure. like when i walk around the neighborhood i really be trying to figure out i'm like oh that's dog shit but uh that no, does that's not human. yeah it's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and like when you see like a whole outfit just trashed and then you just see how like you know it's like brown shit on it it's just like man somebody <laughs> wiped their ass with that you know what I mean? Like, you it's see, just fucked up, bro. Like, in Hollywood, dirty. You, you definitely see pepperonis and, and, and poop mixtures. Bro, and they got the nerve. <laughs> they got the nerve to have the fucking uh, fabricated seats mm. on the bus. Mm. Why you got yes. the fabric? Yeah. Why you got the fabric? You know you shouldn't have the fucking fabric out here, bro. What you got the fabric out here for? You just, it's just in there marinating, So, bro. the fabric, yes. See, I, New York would never. New York would never. Not on the bus, not on the train. No. No. And in New York, we don't take the bus. Mm-mm. You got to take the bus. You take a car. Or a and, bike. And or a bike. Yeah. That's and the, it. All it is is to each their own. You like, know the other thing, too? These scooters got to go. <laughs> These scooters got to fucking go. I feel like, bro. Bro, you live in Hollywood, so I, I understand your qualms I, and complaints. I see it every but, day. That's but, why I'm so But your about your this. life experience is so like Summer Walker was like, yo, LA sucks. And they're like, yo, you you live in downtown. Mm. LA has the worst downtown out of any major city. Yeah, like, why would you do it? But it's all perspective. And like, but one thing that you did hit the nail on the head was the human feces. I've seen someone in Hollywood, I don't live in Hollywood, but I've seen someone stand on top of the trash can. Also, you live in Echo Park, so you got your your deal of shit to do. Yeah, of course. Of course. Bro, they stealing bikes. <laughs> they stealing grills. <laughs> yeah. um, but I've seen someone stand on top of the trash can and defecate on it. I'm like, bro, that's more civil than outside. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. When I was walking down the street one time on the way to work to get to the train, this is why I don't want to take the train anymore. I'm walking to the train. And some woman pulls out her dick and starts peeing in the traffic. It's not politically correct to say, but I'm going I'm going to respect. I'm going to respect. Hold on, hold on. Yes. There's this a, is what that, happened. So like I was that, I was surprised, bro. We're not unpacking that. Just anything tell the story. Just, anything no, I say just tell about the story. That just wrong. tell that's, the story. That is that's the story. <laughs> the story was, you know, reverse engineering the whole sequence. <laughs> 
that was it. You know what I mean? Was no, just trying to figure out how did this get to this no, point? I'm how not, did I get here? Why am I here? Why is this happening in front of me? I'm not unpacking the package, bro. I'm not even talking about it anymore because it's like you don't know what you could say. No. So I'm it's good. like that's just what happened. Some lady pulled out and started peeing in the traffic. No, I think at the end of the day, like LA and New York are heavyweight when it comes to this. Like yeah. when it when it comes to absurd ha- behavior, just yeah, like the the range of life. That that's what I'll call it because that's what it is. Yeah, but it comes in different flavors, like for sure. Like the stuff I see in New York is more composed. <laughs> Yo, but, but it is there's it is intense, but it's composed. Yes. But, but the thing about it, to, yeah, it's governed. There's a code to it's New governed. York. You couldn't do. Because there's too many the things, people to tell you not to. I was about to say. It's it's different. Not it's, only that, you'll get your ass whooped in New York for doing the shit that they do. Out like here. A, like a people stranger out here are nice will confront you. So yeah. that's like, the thing. People are nice about it. Like, oh, no, it's it's not. And that's true. But in New York, that's just not happening. Right. Like in New York, it's like, yo, what the fuck is up with? So that's, I'm about to. This is what I'm. At the end of the day, you're, you're still in more danger it on the subway and on the on the buses in New York because someone will still punch you in the face. Yeah, you'll get punched in the face, but I feel like out here, the you, crazy thing about taking public transportation is the fact that there's too many wild cars that you can't see in advance. So, like, when I ride the train, and it's not just me, when I ride, ride the train downtown, if you looked at somebody for too long or if you, like, brushed the wrong person, they would immediately go there. To the point where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, you're going to work, but I don't have anything to lose, and I'm trying to fight you right now in front of everybody, <laughs> on main stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, when I was, Elton told me he dealt with the same thing, where it's just like, yo, like, he was just there, and somebody was like, yo, do I know you from somewhere? <laughs> like, on that, like, trying to fight. And it's like, yo, like, you don't see the play develop as easily out here. Yeah, yeah. Like, you dealing with somebody who's yelling at them and you at the same time. And, and also, you just can't figure it out. Ge- geographically, the the playing ground is more level in L.A. Like, every neighborhood you're in has a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. In New York, you know when you've crossed a line where you have to be more alert. I, I And I'm not from here, but in New York, it's like, yeah, in Soho, there's all types of people, but it's predominantly this. So, like, you're not going to get caught. Right. Here, I feel like, and even in a neighborhood where my friends are or whatever, I'm like, oh, but I'm still kind of just in L.A. I don't really know how this is any different than the next neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more homogenous in that way. You know what? Um, yep. Now, with that being said, going back to at the end of the, the bus conversation, you're like, I don't have to be here. Well, well, you know, just to because I don't want to let that woman uh, go without some credit. The woman who was being called Lucifer, the best moment was she called 911 and they were like, we can't help you. And she was like, (laughs) she was like, no, y'all need to come get this woman off the bus. Like she's cursing the bus. And like, they're like, we can't help you. (laughs) And she was like, yo, she was like, no. She was like, call Jesus. Yeah, no, no, So she was like, well, y'all suck. Like she was like, y'all ain't doing shit. Like hung up the phone. And then she said, listen. There's only God on this bus, bitch. <laughs> I fuck with it. And I, I, when she said that, I started laughing, and I'm like, now this moment, I feel comfortable, right? Because you get around to the end, and you're like, all right, like it's deflated. Yep. But that was the the punctuation on the situation. And I like that. Yes, she did say that. Me and Danny could confirm that. I forgot about that. <laughs> but going back to, you don't have to be here. You're currently in L.A. Why? Mm. Oh, in LA. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. So, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Um, I work in music, and a lot of people that I've been having Zooms with for two years <laughs> are like, "Yo, like it's different if you meet me." Right. You know, like you need we a lot will get done if we just sit down once. Um, so there's that kind of element of wanting to see people in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like in general, I'm trying to design a life where I can skip the winter. That's dope. And this is my first year acting on getting out because mm-hmm. I've done five winters and that's like a, 
That's a badge. Like, like Man, it's a just badge. Imagine being being born in the Midwest or the East Coast. Like, yeah, y'all. Are, so you're from Texas originally, yeah? right? Yeah. So y'all are not. It's not. Yeah. For it. He it's, said then, five winters. Five winters. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and then plus I'm the, 28. Yeah, in the great and this, quarantine, three. winter was that one was not tight. <laughs> like, like nah, I'm knowing that shit was trash, bro. Especially in New York. Yeah. Because New York is bearable in the winter if you can, like, go out about it. Right. But when you can't do that and it's bricked, <laughs> it sucks. It's like being stuck. Yeah, you can't go out in New York. It'll make you think about why you live there, for sure. Exactly. Like, the main reason why you live in New so, York is so to go out. Ex- and, yeah. Yep, yep. So that's mainly, it was just like, okay, LA, like, it's November. I just checked my phone. It's 50 over there. It's It's raining. And we're in the sun, so like the yeah. choice seemed the choice seemed simple. Simple. Yeah. So, you said you work in music. To what capacity? Like you, like what is it? What's going on? Well, uh, when we met, like I guess eight years ago, nine, almost a decade. Yeah. Let's just call it a decade. Yeah, I'm a little less. Um, we met on the strength of music in a way because Craig who introduced us left school wanted to pursue music I met you when you were like learning that your degree didn't make sense <coughs> like you, like you were going through the moment of like wait like me and economics no it was me and biochemistry at first yeah oh, and then you switched yeah, yeah yeah but we met at a time where like we started realizing like our creative passions could maybe define us beyond just like being a hobby. And so um, at the point I met you, I feel like that was kick, what kicked off how formal we all are in music today. Because yeah. um, we used to go to open mics. Uh, and what I work on today started five years ago at an open mic. Yeah. Um, so we used to go to AMX where people would just rap. And like, honestly, our group of friends like clean that place up. <laughs> and AMX like, stands for Austin Mike Exchange. Yes. And we, but we, it was the first time you were like, what am I relative to everybody yeah. around you? Because music is so insulated. Mm-hmm. But we got to see how we stood amongst everyone else in Austin who also rapped. And we were like, oh. Like, You're like, these niggas like, were dusty. Or like, or like <laughs> not even that. Just the reaction was was validating and stronger. And it kind of like informed like that, oh, we should go harder because this is something that people respond to when we do it. So anyways, fast forward. Um, my friend from high school, David, uh, we did debate together. He would come to these open mics mm-hmm. and he was a little more casual in his music experience. But we used to have the same conversations with everybody that was like, why am I only connecting with other creatives at this open mic? Right. Like, why is this the one day per month where I'm like sharing what I make and getting feedback? Yeah. And so we sort of mold on that a little bit. And for a college project at UT, David made this app called Hype Hop. It was like a side project. Okay. And it was like you share a verse and people vote on your verse. And it was like that was it. That's tight. Yeah. And it was you rap on a verse and people vote on it versus another verse. But it was a college project. So imagine an app that you make in two or three days. That's what it looked like. Oh shit. Like it was like it was like barely functional. Yeah. No UI, but like it was there. And uh we went and got coffee and he was like, yo, like like what do you think of this and i i had never been presented with like an opportunity to take something real and and take it where i think it could go yeah and uh so that's what started off top which is what i do full-time now um it's a songwriting app but we started five years ago um in those five years i worked at splice for three years which is like a music sample marketplace. If you're a producer, like everybody uses it. Any song we listen to has a splice sample in Cheat it. Code. Cheat code. The enabler. The, the it it's like it's always brought up as like, do you agree? It's polarizing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like polarizing. is it cool to use this? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a dumb conversation, but 
I, I, I get it. Yeah. And we've all had that conversation, I'm sure a bunch, but, um, yeah, I, I know that's long winded, but yeah, off top is what I work on. Um, it's a songwriting app and the way we describe ourselves today is like, we're the better note taking app than notes. Like we combined voice memo with notes. Oh, that's fire. And it's like, so if you're ideating on your phone, you want to be able to write and record and you want to be able to pull in an instrumental. That's fire. So, I didn't know you could do that on there. I would use that all the time because I literally, I'll, that's my process. Like I'll voice memo the melody mm. and then I'll be like, all right, I'm ready to hear the instrumental with it. But the, the melody on the voice memo would come from just the speakers playing out loud. Right. Yeah. But if I could have the note and then just voice memo, it's, that's, yeah, that's good shit, bro. Yeah, man. And then you also have uh, auto-tune on there, right? No? Yeah, you can you can add auto-tune to your vocal, vocal effects. We partnered with uh, Antares. So it's like, it's, it's funny because when it started, it was like an idea. But five years later, it, like, it's a tool. Like we only talk about ourselves as a tool. Like every time there's a conversation, it's not about like how many people use it. It's not about like how good the brand is. And sometimes to a fault, it's only about how can we make the tool better? Yeah. Like how do we improve the workflow? Like me calling Chris and being like, why did you write that notes? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like really trying. Yeah. To He's like understand. on his jealous boyfriend shit. And it's yeah. so crazy. I'm but like, that's, that's what makes it what it is. Yeah. It's like you, you have to pick up every detail of how someone creates because there's always a problem. Yeah. Like, that's so interesting that that's a uh, that's a thing in that arena because like one of the things that I do a lot it's like an album that I really like or artist who's like similar to me I'll be like man what is it about it's like that conversation we had in the car the other night like trying to figure out like what is it why did you turn mm -hmm. to this and what is that intangible thing that I could be applying to what I do exactly you know, to make to get to get further you know yeah and it, and it's everyone does does it different so to make something that everyone loves both in music and in tech is impossible and like we're always i don't want to use the word debating but discussing like who is this really for yeah and and if you have a different vision for who it's for decisions are way harder yeah because you're like oh like well i want them to like it and I want them to like it and it's like well they want different things and mm -hmm. that's that's a conundrum that so synonymous. That artists go through all the time. It's like, yo, do I want to make this for my peers? Do I because I, I want my peers to dick ride me and be like, yo, you're so dope, you're next. But at the end of the day, you could be a ass head of an artist and mm. and have ten thousand, a hundred thousand fans. Like little B in his prime when we we're in high school, mm. bro, he was making absurd music yeah, that didn't was. that didn't fit any type of um preset and by the way by choice by yeah. choice because he could he could decently rap and he also made uh i got my vans on and yeah, they look like pack. sneakers yeah. so he's he's always had the musical prowess he's he made a hit before but he descended into his own world that really galvanized kids and would have left his peers confused. Mm. So it's it's just one of those things, like, we always ask ourselves, like, there's the vanity part where you're like, yo, I want to be accepted by the boys club that's in my industry. Mm. And then there's the, do the people still love me, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you, you want to be loved by the people, but you also want to be... Um, love by the plug and the and what do you what do you guys when you feel because I, I there are like distinct moments where we have to make that decision and I have to question like where I gravitate mm -hmm. what do you guys do what do you fall back on so as your source of like no nah, like this is this is what so I, so what I do even just in you know being here like I choose somebody who thinks I keep people around me who think who want the same thing, but go about it differently, like have a different approach or uh, place of emphasis. For me, I'm always going to go with the function and the feeling that and, and purity. Those are like my three things. Right. But those three things don't always translate to things that fulfill the business end or the consumer end of it. 
So um, it helps me, for example, to be with Chris, because like a lot of the time he's dissecting and highly critical of how <laughs> things could, you know what I mean, like go further, how I need to like put myself aside or put this, uh, you know, moral way of thinking aside to, you know, achieve something bigger and then to come back to it. Um, so, you know, I still stay on my side, but it's just like having that perspective helps to get further and have a balance of both mm. you know what i mean like it's more so for me about digesting what chris has to say as opposed to just listening to it right away because the number one way that you're going to be convinced is when you hear yourself say it and you don't know where it came from yep mm. yep you gotta always trick people yep. into thinking it's their idea yep mm. um and but even with that being said it's like i i don't know where i stand on who do you who do you lean on, um, whether it's your peers or the fans? Because obviously we see in the in the in the world right now, it's like everyone like you have the baby. We'll bring him up, and he was making a lot of before he said what he said on stage at Rolling Loud. He was having a lot of um, a lot of features and like. One of the notable one I'm going to bring up is the Dulipa one. He has a song with Dulipa, and um, that's his peer in the industry. Not because they make the same music, but they're industry leaders. Like he's one of the highest grossing hip hop artists at the time. She's one of the highest grossing pop artists, and they he's on the remix or on the original song. And then whenever he says the dumb shit that he says. She's like, oh, I'm shocked that he said this, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, his peers are dropping him from songs that he's on. Or the labels are stop, stop pushing that song that he's on. And then in that moment, obviously, if you remove the baby, when your peers kind of, like, turn their back on you, you have to turn to your fans. But when, if you're Dave Chappelle, whenever he left um, Comedy Central... And his fans are being told he's on crack. <laughs> he has to turn to his peers. Mm. And what she did when he went to South Africa to meet up with most staff. Mm. So it's just like going back to like even stocks. I'm not rooting for either one. I just pray whenever I need one side to hold me down, mm. they hold me down. Yeah. Because shit is hard. Yeah. You need the you need the different perspectives. You need the objectivity to what you are naturally geared to. Uh, do and how how you want to naturally move forward. It's just, it's it's a it's a dance. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's really a dance. So, um, yeah, that's uh, so. As far as so, I imagine right the the thing that would be the trade off with what you're doing with off top, what you guys are doing with off top is is this going to be geared towards your traditional musician or artist or is this going to be geared towards and i know you might not have the answer but like is this going to be geared towards the hobbyist exactly mm. or like the person who wants to just pick it up and be like oh auto-tune or all oh, these beats are cool like gonna yeah. make a song for my high school project or whatever the case might be yeah man because those are gonna accidentally like go crazy too especially like with tiktok like what you only need a 15 second song or whatever the case might be and you, there's an app that could do that mm. right away. It's like there's so many. I could imagine it would be hard not to say I'm going to just pinpoint on this and capitalize off of it. So, like, mm. um, I know that's a loaded question, but, like, what do you think about, like, the spectrum of different directions that, that, that a tool like that could be used for? Yeah, man. I mean, you. it's funny how, like, quickly you picked up on the most existential, disgust, <laughs> like, heaviest <laughs> theme of off top, like both as a team, when we talk to investors, when we, everyone we talk to, that question comes up mm -hmm. and how we think about that informs everything. And I think for me, you know, the exciting opportunity from an outside party is, well, there are 7 billion people in the world. So you have to build something that like one fifth of them could use. Mm. And like that's the easy, make a song end to end on your phone angle. Yeah. Like that's what appeals to somebody who's never picked up a music making tool. And 
so when you know that's the real opportunity, um, it's tricky because for me personally, like I'm more excited to build a product that a great songwriter today could use and it would change how they write songs. Yeah. Like I'm more excited to build a product that I could hand to my peers and the way they make music would change. And my peers have experience. And even like the people who I meet through my work, through Splice, like the producers I talk to just casually trying to get them involved, they're placing major records. So it's like, I can't pitch them the toy mm -hmm. because that's really just like, will you promote this? You know, yeah. I want to say like, will you use this? And I think really the answer is, and, and this is a simple kind of maybe complicated way to think about it, but the greatest products don't discriminate skill. Mm -hmm. Like Absolutely. the things that we really use every day aren't only for one level of experience. Yeah. They're designed to be flexible to how you create. Right. Even if you've never done anything. Yeah. And so I would love to create a product where my 17-year-old sister... Wait, wait, she's 17? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, bullshit. She, yeah, man, Quar great quarantine. No, sure. that's bullshit. Yep. Yep. She's not 17. She, she's graduating high school, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, like, I want her to make a hit, and I want Kendrick to make a hit. And that, you know what? Like, that's possible. Like... There's so many apps because I just switched over to like iOS production mm. and I don't use the computer currently to make music. And the simplicity of it is and the ease of access is great. Like the same app that I use to make a full extensive song because of the it's entry level, but there's depth to it. Mm. So I know like, all right, because I'm used to using machine and logic and ableton like i know what certain things mean and it's like yo as long as i could deep dive it i could get mine too as somebody who is advanced in creating music yeah but at the same time i take that same app and i put it on my little nephew's uh ipad mm. and he's you know three four years old and he could press play and make a song mm -hmm. and sample himself and all kinds of crazy shit yeah and i think that's amazing that you know Amazing, brother. Not nah, for real. Definitely. Yeah. And we have a friend who makes all his music on his phone, and it's it's he's one of my favorite artists. It's, yeah, it's it's dope, man. Yeah. We're like way more open to it, you know. Like people came in and kind of like uh, tempered us for it, like uh, Steve Lacey and all of that. You know what I mean? Where it was a limitation for him, but he just like turned it into a career and a trademark thing. But mm. it's cool that you know now. It's just in the hands of everybody. It's cool that I could use the same thing that a three-year-old uses. Right. And, you know, I'm just interested to see when he comes of age, if, you know, like, if we could have that conversation. That's the first time ever you could really do that. You mm. know, usually it's just like, oh, it's Fisher-Price or Ableton. Mm. But the fact that it can be both, you know what I mean, like, is is really exciting for the future, man. Like, I I think it's a, it's a good balance. As long as, if it's simple... But there's a depth to it is mm -hmm. what is what matters to me most, you know? That's exactly it, man. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I'm always going to say we want to do both. But I can't always say that because then people, like, whose job depend on it right. get confused. And it's like, it's like a bandwidth thing, you know? It's like the list of things that the beginner wants and the list of things that Chris wants are different. Yeah. But the thing is, too, like, you can hide complexity. Right. Like, you know behind the surface mm. but as, as long as you you know deliver you know the front door and it's nice you're good you can do both yep. you know yep just as long as you know like who you're talking to to bring up the deeper points to it's like oh like this person's a little bit more advanced let me tell you what this can actually do but most right. people are just going to need to know like yo like where's the record button hit the button you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, I, so. I hide complexity all the time from women mm. I didn't know where that way that, that just flew over my head. No, but that that applies to to everything. <laughs> Hiding complexity is is a great design skill of man. Oh, okay, now nah, I get it. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, it's uh, man. Also, like just on that tangent, and I, it goes back to what you wish you would learn 
one of the things, like I've become a designer because of Off Top. Mm -hmm. I don't have any design background, but the app as it is today, um, I designed. Okay, and, dope. And um, it's just like one of those things where if you're forced to do something because you're the only one there and you can't afford to ask someone better. That's that no budget mentality, bro. Mm -hmm. That outcome. That's exactly what we on, bro. Yep. And one lesson that I learned from it is like, it didn't come out of interest. It came out of necessity. Facts. Yep. And that was a huge driver for how I am as a designer now, which is like, I might be able to get a design job, but mm. it's like, I'm not gonna, but you had to do that thing. So, bro, that's the life of an artist, especially now where there's no, there's no like, oh, like, I'm just gonna magically have a team. It's like, no, like, you gotta do things until your hands are callous. Right. And then people are going to be like, oh, I want to help. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's, a, yeah, like you, you, you are the, probably the first person to like inform me that like iPhones on like websites that had like apps on it, that's like a stencil that you can use. I'm like, I didn't know this. Like, mm. why does Sam know this? Because he does this all the time. Right. And as an artist, it's, as a musician, you start to um, realize, wait, like I've built, oh, I built websites before. I've opened up Photoshop, Premiere, Illustrator, and you're like, wait, the like I just want to make music. <laughs> but the path of getting to the people, you have to embark on all those things. Yep. Um, and then even even if you're blessed enough to not have to pick up those skills and just focus on your one thing. You learning those things helps you communicate with the people who are experts. Right. And it's like that nomenclature is the difference between you going up to like a videographer and like, yo, let's make Tenet. <laughs> and you realizing, wait, no, okay, Tenet was shot on this, on that. Uh. The reversal, like it wasn't just they reversed the video. The choreography was was reversed yeah. and all these things you're like okay like okay i can temper my expectations and i can try to create a product with the resources i have because i have the knowledge right. and then also with that one of my favorite things that i ran into this last week is a nipsey quote when he was talking about um, how he yes how he had to when he first started doing music he was engineering it producing it all of that by the time he got to where he was at in his career he didn't have to do all of that stuff, but he knew the process. So nobody could tell him something that wasn't true. So if it was like he was sitting there with the engineer and he was just like, yo, I need you to put this in key or, you know, I need you to put this compressor on da 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 da. If, if that producer said, or if that engineer said, nah, it's not possible, he would be like, yes, it is possible. And if you don't know how to do it, get up, I'll do it. Thanks. You know? And that's the mentality that we all have to have. It's like, no, nah, like, it is. Steve Jobs was like, yo, it's possible. And his engineers were always telling him, no, nah, it's not. Tesla, um, Elon is always like, yo, this is what we're about to do. And his engineers, and this is from his book, people who work for him are pissed because every time he announces something, they're actually nowhere near completion. Hmm. They're, they're so behind on schedule, on his schedule, and they're like, fuck, like, he's going to make us do this. And, like, obviously he makes people work really hard. Steve Jobs did too. Kanye does too. But they always bring their idea to life and connect it, get it to the people. And uh, it's just a reminder, like, they're doing it on that billionaire level. I could do it on this hundredaire. I could do it on a $1,000 level. I can do that on a six-figure K level. And I just, you just got to push yourself and push the people around you that's why maid says i i have like a uh I have, i'm good with judgment <laughs> and criticism because i'm all about the, the self-evaluation because i'm i'm always looking at myself like i love me but i really want to see how how iller the shit can go right? yeah and and man you need that like at the end of the day Ooh, I had something that I was going to say, but I forgot. Um, so I'm looking for this quote for the master of none, uh, mm -hmm. for the master of none statement. So like a jack of all trades 
is a master of none is what you're used to hearing. But it's like a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes uh, better than a master of one. That's the full quote. I did not know that the whole time because you only hear the front part of the quote and it it discourages you. But oftentimes. Yeah. uh, It discourages you from embracing the fact that you got to learn multiple things to do the one thing that you want to do. And you're allowed to fucking learn multiple things. But they want us to do one. So that that you can't pivot and that they can back you into a fucking wall when the game changes. Yeah. Also, I remember what I was going to say now. Whenever I'll go out and I do something new, if I don't, like, my number one thing is, like, if I make a mistake, it better not be something that I thought about or somebody around me didn't account for. That's my only mission in whatever I set out to do. It's like, if I'm learning something, let me really truly be blindsided. Let me not be neglectful of the things that I thought about but didn't address. Mm -hmm. And let me not think that my perspective on it is strong enough to the point that it doesn't require other perspectives. Mm. So if I go out, if I put out a track, an album, music video, or whatever, and I sit down here with with myself, with Sam, with Omenihu, with uh, Dan, like, I need to know when I leave this room, if somebody says something, that I've heard it before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you know what? This isn't... All right, we made that decision. We talked about that. I'm living with it. Mm. You know? If you tell me something new then that's a learning opportunity. If you didn't address the things that you already knew you could have done in the first place, when somebody tells you when you go outside, it's going to develop an insecurity. You're not going to be confident in what you what you put out anymore because you never addressed it. Thanks. So, Bro, that's anyone with a car who who's like, oh, they call you up, they're like, yo, I'm on the side of the road, my tire went flat. I always want to be like, Bitch, you knew you knew your tire was flat a long time ago. It could be, and so obviously you can run over a nail, right? But for the most part, <laughs> right? It's it's it was a gradual, like okay, your your tire sh- was deflating. You aired it up, right? And you're like, whoo, close call, and it's that perpetual whoo, close call, yeah. And then it finally happens at the worst time. And you're like, wait, like if I would have just addressed this way earlier. I wouldn't be in this predicament. Obviously, with tires. I would say the more accurate um, would be like an oil change or or, or getting gas. It's like you ran out of gas on the side of the road. It's like you needed gas for a minute. Yeah. And and like, of course. And and the thing is, it's like, and that's from my perspective, tires are always that. No one, like, and also, if you're on the side of the road with a pop tire, you should have a, spare you should have a jack prepare you should have all that stuff and if you get caught with your pants down it's like damn like every single day you had a chance to correct it and uh i think about like all the things i didn't do during the great quarantine i still have days to correct that regret i still have seconds and i'm still breathing so when i brought up the guitar i still have opportunity to get those calluses Mm -hmm. Mm. and um off top still has that opportunity to to get to get the leading artist and to get joe schmo from down the street yeah i mean one one thing too is that i'm so grateful for because i just turned 29 and i feel like I did not know this until I was like 29. Like, this is one of those like, okay, now that I'm this old with this much stuff, I can say this. You don't, you can't preempt the mistake. Like you can, there's never a situation where you predict the bad outcome. (laughs) Right. And, and until the burn from the outcome happens, you won't be able to pivot. Like, Everything we've done on Off Top is from the response that we got after we Mm. did it wrong. It wasn't because we knew how to do it right before, you know? And, like, so one of the things that even in my own life, because it's easier to talk about this from a business perspective, but even in a personal perspective, it's like you got to get burned. like. You have to get burned. Like, there's no way to correct for the burns if you don't feel them. 
No, that's a fact. You know? And I think that's encouraging for people to hear when they're first starting something. Because a lot of the time, especially with things like, you know, social media, it's like you think that people come out at this level. Like right. people are going to think like they can start at where you're at now with off top, where you guys are at now with off top at the beginning of their stages. But it's like, yo, everybody has to take their lumps. Yeah. Everybody has to, if you're a musician, everybody has to learn how to find beats, make beats, find their engineer become their engineer you know what i mean like find themselves it's like a process you look at all your favorite artists and you'll see that build like yeah you know it's and there. and and you're watching people double the outcome in less time right next to you mm-hmm. so you're not only learning your own hardships you're watching other people avoid them at the same time <laughs> yep. so you're like oh like Damn, what does that mean about my pace? Exactly. And then you get pulled out of your own learnings because you're like, oh, nice. like they didn't have to go through it, none of that. And you know, the crazy thing is it has nothing to do with you. It doesn't. And yeah. it's like when someone does accomplish something twice as fast, that should only help you to half your time because you have a, an, exa- an example right. to, to exceed and uh, excel, so... You know, it's all it's all interesting, and like, you know, we we go through the the desires of wanting praise from certain groups, or the desire to be compensated a certain amount. But like, you know, every day you just work towards it, and you forget about who appreciates you, and you just need to remember that you're just happier when you're on this path. Mm-hmm. You like, you know that you're happier when you're just like chugging away at the tree with the axe, mm. rather than staring at the tree with the axe in your hand. Mm. That's yeah. all. Real shit. It's like, yo, I'd rather be chopping the tree yeah. than being like, damn, why is this tree not chopped? <laughs> <laughs> Real shit. Yeah. yeah, man. And that's a great like that. We were talking about this with Danny the other day. It's like, if if the motive is like outcome. Pick something else. Thanks. Cause like there's a lot of quicker, less painful, less confusing paths to Thanks. security. There are a lot. That's a fact. That's a PSA. Like it's not, it's like it's it's funny because it's like, no, nah, like if if I was doing this for that, like I already fucked up. Thanks. Because I could have done this in a different way and made more faster. So Thanks. to your point, it's like you I like you either have to love the doing it. Yeah. Or you're you're burned. Yeah. Like you're gonna get burned. It's yeah. Like the, the sign, like Kenny Beats has don't overthink shit. The new sign is gonna be you don't have to be here. Mm. <laughs> and if you cross this line, that means mm. you desire it and you want to. It's a choice, right? Um, with that being said, Young Sam, mm. I'm so uh, I've been so blessed with you being here. Even though you like sleeping on my couch instead of the air mattress. And you may not understand why, why I'm so particular. Yeah. Bro, Chris is <laughs> Chris is mad no, particular. Listen, I'm listen. super particular. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> if you don't know Chris, like and you're listening to this. Hospitality goes both ways. <laughs> no, th- yeah, but this is a statement only Chris would say that defines his relationship with his particular habits. Yeah. He said, I don't want the couch to get mileage. And I'm like, cars get mileage. Like, I'm like, I've never, I'm like, hold on. I'm like, I've never heard mileage used for a couch. You try to preserve the couch. But, yeah. but, but, but that was real. you know, in my, even in my time knowing Chris, like if we're on different sides of the spectrum of excess, like I, like we're very different. Like I eat out like, cause I'm in the mood, you know, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris will go to Costco to not eat out. Like yeah. he's like disciplined. I've picked up discipline from him about the value of things yeah. that I never had when I was growing up. So like when he does say, I don't want the couch to get mileage, I'm like, okay, like I, I understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great trait in terms of like learning from it. It's not a great trait when you're getting the lesson. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. You're like, no, oh, no, not right. for me though. And, yeah. and what, what I was going to so. say is like at the end of the day, it's been over two years since we've even had the opportunity to, to put mileage on the couch with you on it. Right, right. And it's like, bro, like, pause. 
I was gonna say it, <laughs> hey, but I was gonna let shit. him have that play moment. That like no, I was like that. That was hey, poetic. Hey, let that be as whatever as possible. We playing it. Um and man, like, yeah, it's 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 a great like even this podcast, we could uh we could do this for we we we've been doing this since the right. first day we've met. Right. And this is just the first time we've we've uploaded this to uh, DSPs and shit. Yeah. But bruh, like Thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you for being uh, a fucking <coughs> oh, excuse me <coughs> engine. Let me get some water. <laughs> a, a engine with I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> a engine <laughs> with your with your dreams and being consistent. So yeah. like for me, for me to you, it's like man, much love. And uh, thank you for doing what you can to uh, <laughs> contribute to something you're passionate about. Um, and making in doing that, you're gonna make you know the music space more accessible. And uh, I get that even just from this conversation we had, man. It's like, man, I'm downloading that joint right now. You, know, so. <laughs> you need to upload beats to it. I do, I do. I'm trying oh, to be yeah. a part. I'm trying to be a Yo, part. Yo, uh, we haven't done press for this, but this can be our first official press since Off Top has started. <clears throat> he is dying. COVID matters. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no. Uh we've paid producers a hundred thousand dollars in royalties to date. Oh shit. So our platform is responsible for a hundred thousand dollars in monthly checks. And like it's funny because we talk to producers who make 10 grand a month, and I'm like, nah, like we can't get you there. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, we're making people $500 a month who've never made a dollar. Yeah. And so I have to think about it like that, but um, we'd love to have your beats. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, um, yo, we could do a qu some quick takeaways. At the end of the day, keep chopping at the tree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master with one. Mm. Hey, mate, what's the name of this podcast? A podcast with no budget, but I like it better when Sam says it. <laughs> it's a it's a podcast that's gonna have budget. <laughs> <laughs> but we started with none. <laughs> with that being said, your boys are officially Audi. Y'all be healthy. Enjoy life. See y'all episode five. A podcast with no budget was recorded and edited by Ominihu and made at our very own Echo Boy studio. Camera work and further assistance, including the artwork, design, and media was done by Daniel August. No budget is our collective effort as artists to share our own crafts as trade, which eliminates the budget and empowers greater opportunity for bringing artistic expressions to reality. You can do it with no budget. Visit our social media at nobudget.io. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Peace.